Welcome to the Well-Nurtured Brain, where we delve into the exciting world of brain health. Every episode, we bring the latest research and expert insights on mental and neurological health and offer practical tips and strategies on how to nurture your brain and optimize its function. From mental wellness to neurological health, we'll cover it all so you can become skilled in the care and feeding of the most important organ in your body, the one that makes you you, your brain. Welcome to the first episode of The Well-Nurtured Brain. I'm your host, Dr. Pamela Hutchison. I'm a naturopathic doctor, and I've spent the last 20 years of my clinical practice supporting folks with mental health and neurological challenges live healthy lives. And you might wonder, why start a podcast? Well, I've been wanting to start a podcast for the last five years. Who's counting? And here's why. Because I have spent thousands of hours with patients thousands of hours of looking at research, getting really clear on what it's like to work with, support, and help people with mental health and neurological challenges thrive. And I've realized that much of what we do as naturopathic doctors to support people with mental and neurological health challenges is simply supporting people to be the healthiest human they can be. And I'll get more into that as we get into the show, but That sounds simple, but it's actually a little nuanced. Brain health is important to everyone. It's not just folks with mental health and neurological challenges. Arguably, those folks know brain health is a thing and an important thing for them because they're experiencing the consequences of having a problem with their brain. But we all have a brain. I guarantee you every single person listening to this has a brain. And our brains are something that we want to have for our entire life. And I think it's really important to keep that brain healthy so that you can get the most out of your life. I realized in working with all of these patients that a good amount of the education I do in these one-on-one visits is repeated. I deliver the same info in different ways, hopefully well-individualized ways, but in different ways I'm repeating myself. And I realized that if you're repeating yourself, it's information that really needs to get out there into the world. So I thought, well, how great would it be to share this with a broader audience? And that way I could give more folks a head start, pardon the pun, on their brain health. As mentioned in the trailer, we're going to be talking about brain health in general. We're also going to be talking about how to support oneself if you have a mental health challenge or you have a neurological challenge like multiple sclerosis or Parkinson's disease. We're going to talk about all of those things. We're going to bring experts in to give us the up-to-date information about how to support your brain. We're also going to talk about tools, and we're going to talk about interesting and kind of quirky things about the brain. I'm hoping that in this podcast, you'll learn a lot about your brain and how to support it, but you also become incredibly awe-inspired by your brain this incredible organ that you have inside of you right now listening to this podcast. So now I'm going to introduce you to myself a bit so you know where I come from and you know who you're listening to. You might be wondering, why am I so interested in mental health and neurological health? And simply stated, I have a lifelong fascination with all things brain-related. But it's more than this. Like most people who get into healthcare, 
my personal story informed my interests and my desire to help folks be healthier. So I was the second birth of three children, meaning that my older siblings were twins, twin girls. And unfortunately, in Northern Ontario, where they were born, the system and the hospital there wasn't set up for the situation that occurred. And unfortunately, my second sister, the second twin, suffered a severe lack of oxygen, which resulted in a really significant form of what's called cerebral palsy. As a result, my sister never learned to walk. She never learned to talk or feed herself. And she was entirely dependent on my parents for her needs. So as a child, I witnessed what a severe disabling neurological condition could do to someone who was otherwise healthy before the condition. I saw that even as a really young child, I remember seeing that as an awful tragedy. And then at the same time, I saw that even in a very loving family, which is what I had, going through this process of having this very severely ill child had mental health consequences for every single one of us. As a kid, I knew I was lucky. I knew that my brain was precious. To have a fully functioning brain where I could walk, talk, eat, think, communicate, complicated ideas, I knew I'd won a lottery. And I really saw myself as an adult as having a duty and a privilege to do what I could because I won that lottery to help others. So when I chose to become a naturopathic doctor, I also chose to become one that was focused in mental health and neurological health from day one. From day one of my four years of naturopathic medical school training, I was focused on how do I get the most out of this for people with mental health and neurological concerns. So through my ND training, I made some choices. For instance, I chose an externship at a community clinic that served folks with mental health challenges, and I managed to swing it for eight months instead of four. In my fourth year, I also on the side, trained and volunteered with the local suicide prevention service in Toronto, Canada. I managed to also swing extra learning and oversight from the consulting psychologist at the school clinic. And most importantly, in my fourth year and up until just recently, I started my own work, meaning I started to see a counselor as a client. And I have to say that that's some of the best education in mental health and how to take care of the brain that I've ever received. So as you can tell, I had my laser sights on continuing down this path for my whole career. And when I started practice, it was actually back in 2000, and people didn't really see how someone with my training and my knowledge base could actually help people with mental health or neurological problems. And in addition, there was this thick fog of shame around mental health, this shame and fog I'll call it, was impairing scientific curiosity, honestly, about what we could do to support people. And it was also impairing curiosity, even in my own profession. Even though we, as naturopathic physicians, are trained to think of the whole person, including their mental health, not that many folks were really interested in facing that one head on. And so all that I've done, all that, I've, that I did, was take the same principles that I learned in naturopathic medical school about how to support a healthy body, how to support people to be healthy in a holistic fashion, considering the whole person, body, and mind. And I applied them to folks who were experiencing mental health and neurological problems. Even then, there were definitely research supporting what I was doing, but that research has flourished 
in the last 20 years. I'm so happy to be able to say that to you. So it's been a wonderful journey to see more and more interest actually growing in topics like nutrition and mood or exercise and the outcomes with patients with Parkinson's. And there's so much evidence now to support how we do things as naturopathic doctors for folks with these challenges. And a lot of what we do, a lot of these general practices end up being the things that keep your brain healthy or help you get your brain healthier. So I want to talk about a few things, some fundamental beliefs or values that I'm going to bring into this podcast. One of my beliefs is evidence-based medicine. This is a really big topic, and I'm not going to dig into it right now, but I am going to do my best to provide evidence for the things that we talk about in this podcast. If it's coming from my clinical practice, I'm going to do my best to let you know this is my clinical experience. And if it's coming from the research, I'm going to let you know that too. And here's another thing I believe. I believe that all tools should be on the table. All valid, evidence-supported tools should be on the table, which means that I don't have any opposition to someone using, let's say, an antidepressant if they need it. I also have no opposition, in fact, actively support patients who are taking levodopa for Parkinson's disease. I believe collaboration has massive amounts of value when we collaborate as medical practitioners with other medical practitioners. We get better outcomes for patients and patients who are kept at the center of their care do better. So on this podcast, we're going to talk about tools. We're talking about all the tools, not just the naturopathic tools. We'll talk about them all. We want experts to come on and chat about the tools that they use or their research into tools. I also want to bring a lot of curiosity into this podcast, and I want to bring a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to doing this podcast. As I mentioned, I've been wanting to do this for at least five years, and I'm really looking forward to getting feedback from you folks. A few important housekeeping notes. This is not a therapeutic relationship, which means that this is not medical advice. A therapeutic relationship is set up when you come in to see me or any of your healthcare practitioners. You have an intake. There's lots of information shared about your personal health and your personal health history, and this is not that. So this means that if anything that we talk about seems important to you or applicable to you, please bring it to your primary healthcare provider or your trusted healthcare provider. But this is not medical advice. Also, if there's anything that we talk about that you want more information on, first check the show notes for additional resources. If we talk about a study, check the show notes for the link. If you want to find out more about the Well-Nurtured Brain, you can visit our website. That's the Well-Nurtured Brain, all one word, dot com. TheWellNurturedBrain.com. And if you have a topic you would like covered or a great idea for a guest or just want to give me a little thumbs up, you can reach the podcast email at TheWellNurturedBrain, all one word, at gmail.com. That's the well nurtured brain at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening to this first episode and getting to know me a bit better. I'm really honored to be here and I look forward to seeing you soon on the next episode of the Well Nurtured Brain. Until then, be kind to your mind. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Well Nurtured Brain. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe and share this podcast. Spread the word about brain health to your friends and family. They'll thank you. 
The content of this podcast is not intended as a substitute for medical advice, nor should it be considered as such. If something discussed today seems applicable to you, please seek the assistance of an appropriately licensed healthcare professional. Thanks again for listening.